We're going to wait for our booth to put up the 91st Psalm. I can't see it back there, so I didn't know it was up. (laughs) Given the situation in the Middle East, this is particularly appropriate this morning. It also, it applies obviously to us, but let's, uh, let's repeat this uh, declaration for our brothers and sisters who are suffering in Israel and Gaza and anywhere else that hatred and the plague of sin reigns. Will you stand with me? Take somebody's hand near you. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. Nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, The young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. How many love Pastor Festus? All right. Come on, buddy. Hallelujah. Uh, I still good morning. Good morning. 
Praise the Lord. Let's have a little clip from our presentation and some pictures and also pictures from our conference that I had in June in Kenya. Come on, sister, please. Can maybe dim the lights or something? Pastor Festus Nsoha is the founder and apostle of Holy Ghost End Time Ministries International and the senior pastor of Oasis Church in Prague, the Czech Republic. Saved by divine visitation on September 7, 1985, Festus Nsoha's life was dramatically changed as he had a vivid encounter with the Lord Jesus. That same year, on December 24th, he saw that he had been called to the nations to proclaim the gospel of God. In 1991, while living in Nigeria, he received a mandate from the Lord Jesus Christ himself to preach the gospel and make disciples in what was then Czechoslovakia, now the Czech Republic or Czechia, a ministry that began in 1993. Prepared for ministry through years of training in Cameroon, the Lord empowered him to make a difference in the Central European country. At the same time, the country was in a transitional period from communism, with its total population only being around the size of Lagos. Pastor Festus, along with his family, has been faithfully serving as a missionary in the country since then, leading Oasis Church and reaching the lost. Through many crusades, meetings, and events, the ministry began to grow, and many lives were transformed. Throughout the years, God has gifted him with an international ministry and he is reaching people all over the world through preaching the gospel at conferences, various churches, and TV. He's had the opportunity to preach in countries like Ukraine, Slovakia, Poland, and Asia. His apostolic ministry has been defined by visions, revelation, and an insight into the mystery of Jesus Christ. Lives have been changed, people have found hope, and many have been delivered through the power of the Holy Spirit.
to Czech Republic, the first place. Go for the lapel, okay? Become now subject to the blood of Jesus Christ, to the Holy Spirit. Thank you, dear Father, as we bring to nothing every counsel of darkness. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done here this morning as it is in heaven. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, this is not working? No? Okay. Praise the Lord. Now, I have a, I just uh, kept only about uh, five copies of my book. This is my last meeting before I leave. I'm flying out back to Europe tomorrow. I've already been to Miami, to Mississippi, to Florida. Uh, last Sunday, I was at Victory Church. So, but I try to keep something for River of Life. Only five copies are remaining and some... Then I have some of the magazines, the Majesty magazine. And normally, as you saw the school there in Africa, we, the school is not growing. This is about three years now. So we have now over 200 students. And the school was and is 100% by divine revelation. I never try to initiate nothing. I don't go by faith. 
so to speak, as people normally do. I go by revelation because I don't want to get into trouble. Much more problem about money. So, I let God initiate them and begin them. So, he has the full responsibility to take care of them. So, the school is now grown. We are now trying to build up and raise up laboratory, science lab, chemistry lab, biology lab. You know what I mean as the school is growing now. You know, so... Um, that's where we are. In fact, I have the, uh, the phone here and the information here. They want to get that done now. Without the labs, they cannot upgrade our school to a higher school. And so I have just a few copies here in the magazine. And no pressure, no stress. If God touched touch your heart today to sow a seed for the lab, you have a copy of this book and also of the magazine. And when I come here next time, ask me, where is the lab? Feel very free to ask me. Okay? Praise the Lord. But anyway, uh, let's go ahead and re- get into God's word this morning. And we're going to be here also by six, uh, by seven in the evening. So I'm going to go ahead and just lay the foundation and prepare the way this morning for the power of God to be let loose here in the evening. Amen. And I, I'm saying that with all confidence. We are in the hour and season where God is hastening everything. If you look in the world, things are hastening. Evil is hastening. Everything is is going on a fast speed. And God does not want the world and the devil to go faster than he is. So we are in an hour and time where God is tuning up and intensifying his wonderful work on earth. Because very soon he will bring the work to an end. So this is no more time to wait. And don't say you are waiting on God. God is waiting on you. Please, it is not you, it's not God folding his hands and saying, oh, I still have time. God have no more time. And God is tired of you and I wasting his time. Some people, somebody here, God has been waiting for you for 32 years. Now, this is prophetic word. Waiting for you for 32 years. To open the door for him to come in and bring you to a new level of his grace. And I pray that you don't delay him any longer. God can no more accept our lukewarmness and coldness and indifference and delaying his walk on earth. We are actually the ones that are delaying the work of God on earth. And it is not God waiting. It is it's not God delaying. It is us delaying actually God. And I pray that our delay might come to an end as soon as possible. It is God's pleasure and will to show his people his salvation. Now say with me, O oh Father, I open my heart and my mind. Speak to me today. Speak in me today. Let every forces, every voices be silenced. Let the wisdom of God be revealed in me today. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Now, let's go straight to the book of Judges, chapter 16. And I believe all of us know about Samson. Samson. 
We, we call him normally Samson the Strong. And uh, I want to, us to learn some lessons today from this man's life and from other people's lives. And um, uh, we don't have all the time. I want to go straight into it. And verse 4 says, And it came to pass afterward that the, he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. Now, I believe you all know about the story of Samson and Delilah. Do you know? Do you still remember? Now, I know you know, but listen, be open because you can learn something new today from the same story in the Bible. Amen. So the Bible, God's word is given to us for our learning and for encouragement. And so it says, and, and, um, and it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the loss of the Philistines came up unto her and said unto her, entice him and see wherein his great strength lies and by what means we may prevail against him that we may bind him to afflict him we will give thee every one of us 1100 pieces of silver so at this time samson was the biggest threat to the philistines he would kill a thousand soldiers with the jawbone of an ass. He would pick up the gate of the city. It's, it's, it's metal, it's beam, it's, it's huge, it's iron. I mean, you have to use a big crane to move it. And this Samson, under the power of God, will pick up the gate of the city, which was a part of their fortification and defense. He would pick it up upon his shoulders and climb up a hill. I mean, a, climb up a very tall hill and leave the beam and leave the gate on top of the hill. He was the strongest, most physical human being that ever lived on earth. He had this power, this strength from God. And so, not even the whole army of the nation could stop him. He picked up the jawbone of an ass. And killed a thousand trained soldiers. Like nothing. He was walking with his parents. They were in the front of him. He was behind. A lion came out. He killed it. Throw it away. Not, not even anybody, anybody know that anything happened. You know? Just wipe himself and keep going. <laughs> not even the parents knew that something happened. He has killed a lion. It, to him it was like killing a, a fly. Or an ant. You know so... He was, he was so feared because the, 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 the enemies knew that there's nothing they can do to kill this man. He was too powerful for any enemy. He was too powerful for even the army. So they feared, they trembled. And then he fell in love with Delilah. And the lords, the leaders of that nation of Philistine came to this woman. And what's, what a time to speak about this when Israel is going through this very terrible attack in the Middle East. This is such a time to really speak about the secret of power, the secret of strength. The church today, whether in America, mostly in the Western nations of the world, are too weak. The Christians are so weak. 
we, we are tired, we are discontented, we, have, we are disconnected, we are spiritless, we are tired, we are always, you know, we overwhelmed with all that is going on in the world. And it's somehow, it's like the strength is gone. And the Lord sent me to come and strengthen you. And so, the enemy said to this Delilah, entice him. Tempt him, lull him, seduce him, trick him, do all you can, use whatever you can to bring him to a place where he exposes, where he reveals, where he carelessly, where he no more hide or protect his source of strength. Where he can make bare and naked and open the secret of his strength. And they promised her a lot of wealth if she would do that. Now, we may think, oh, that's Samson, that those times, we are in the modern generation, we are modern church. Listen, the devil never changes nothing. Why would he change when it is still working for him? Whether you believe it or not, whether the church know it or not, the biggest and the best and the most effective way where the devil operates is to try the secret of your strength. And it's, they told her, try to entice him, seduce him, deceive him, lie to him, put pressure on him. I mean, the Bible said the woman put so much pressure on Samson till he wearied him unto death that he could no more he was so wearied, so he put so much pressure on him that he revealed the secret of his strength. Yeah. And he told, he told her, if you shave my hair, my hair is the emblem of my covenant with God. As long as my hair is unshaven, I have, I have never been shaved from, since I was born. It was a law and a rule given to my parents. No razor should touch his hair. The moment my hair is shaved, I will become like an ordinary person. And all the devil wants is to make you an ordinary person. As long as you are ordinary, as long as we are not supernatural, as, we, as long as we are, not, we are not extraordinary people, we are nothing. We can go to church. It, 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 they didn't tell Delilah, try to find where he goes to church. Try to know what is his doctrine, what book he read. Does he read Quran or Bible? No, no, no. That was not their problem. They didn't say, try to know who is his pastor. Or what preaching he listens to. Or if he sings. Or if he prays. Or if he goes to church. Or if he gives offering and tithe. That wasn't their problem. This, that, that doesn't mean nothing. Because they, they know that religion without strength is nonsense. They know he can have the right doctrines, right church, right preaching, right teaching, as long as he is not strong. As long as he has no strength. Religion is vain. We can be able to. If I, the, the word there, so that we can be able to bind him. How many of us today are bound? 
Always going from one bondage to another bondage. From one fear to another fear. That we may be able to bind him. And afflict him. Think about our affliction. How many of us are afflicted? Continuously in affliction. Tormented. Grieved. Wounded. Hurt. With no strength. With no ability. Unable to resist anything. Unable to say no to anything. Bind him. And afflict him. The moment somebody is bound, you are afflicted. Jesus said, no man can go into a strong man's house unless he first of all, what? Bind him. And then when he is bound, then he is what? Plundered. So there's a, a binding, a plundering, an affliction. And that always come when our strength is gone. Think about our natural life on earth. If you have no strength, you wouldn't be here this morning. Some people are so weak, they can't even get out of bed. When you, you have no energy, you, you have no physical energy, you are completely tired and, and weak, and you, you can't even focus, you, nothing. You're just tired, you're just bored. And we are in a season where there's so much, people are bored. They are bored of church. They are tired of Christianity. They are bored of preaching and teaching. They are just tired with life itself. We have lost so much energy, so much strength. Physically speaking, if you have no strength, if you have no energy, you are basically, you know, bedridden and frozen. Inarticulate, unable to resist anything. Paralyzed. And anything can follow you, whatever can come in, you just have no resistance. And so that's what we are now going to and through in this end time. The devil and this world want you weak. Want you tired. Want you, where you are, we become like a dumb dogs. That cannot back. We become like a toothless bulldog. The devil wants to reduce the church to a toothless bulldog. Whoa, 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 whoa. But nothing. Just empty noise. But that must not continue. Because Jesus our Lord will never come back for a weak church. For a tired church. For a child that is bound and enchained and, and, and tormented and plundered. And this is not just to come to preach a good sermon on Sunday. I wish you feel what I feel in my spirit. The passion of Christ to communicate and to get you and I back to a place of real strength. Real divine energy. Where you are driven. You are passionate. Where life comes back into your being. Where the strength of God returns in full force. Where there's just an eruption again. The church wakes up like a molten magma. And become hurt. Become charged. Become forceful. Become something you can't just ignore. Something you can't just despise. Something you can't just say, oh, what is that? No, the time has come when God wants to restore back. Yes. Yes, that's good. The divine force 
and energy. Can somebody say hallelujah? And so, the mission of Delilah was to find the secret of his strength. How to weaken him. Empty him out. Exploit. Bring him, make him just an ordinary man. Ordinary preacher. Ordinary Christian. Ordinary pastor. Ordinary, come on, ordinary person. He can have the right religion, but just as long as he has no supernatural strength. He is not a threat to anybody. The devil wants to make sure that the church and you and I are not a threat to nobody. The nation, the country, the culture want to make sure that the church, the body of Christ is not even any threat to sin, to Satan, to lies, to his kingdom. He wants you and I to be so seduced and powerless so we can fit into society like anybody else. A seduced church, a seduced Christian is a powerless Christian. And, and one of the most strange and mysterious things is this. God never intended, God never planned that anybody or any one of us should serve him with our own energy and strength. Anything we do for God or in God's kingdom which is not done through and by divine strength makes no sense. It can be good, it can be nice, it can be wonderful. People can admire it, people can appreciate it. But as long as it was not done in and through divine strength and energy, it doesn't build the kingdom of God. It can build a church on earth. It can build buildings. He can do many good things because God never intended that his kingdom should be built in any way by human strength or wisdom. That's why Peter said, when you speak, speak as the oracle of God by the strength which God gives. Say with me, by the strength. By the strength which God gives. By the strength which comes through God himself. So that God might be glorified. If I come here preaching to you, not in the strength of God, it doesn't build God's kingdom. Human strength and wisdom and ingenuity and knowledge can never, never, never build the kingdom of God. That's why Jesus said, up on this rock, I myself will build my church. How? By my strength, by my might, by my power, by my energy, by my ability, by my dunamis. The church today does not know the strength of God. That's why we are not a terror to the world. There. And so what happened? The woman was to know the secret of his strength. And you may not know. You may not even care. 
But listen, some forces study you well. Intelligent, knowledgeable force. The devil doesn't. The devil is not a game. It's not. A, it's not a Halloween. It is not fun. They study you. They even know you from your grand grandfather. They know your family line. They know you well. They study you well because that's why they can tempt you well. Because the temptations are fashioned and formed and ordered in the way that when he comes, he becomes so natural to you. He becomes the most sensible thing, the most realistic thing, the most smart thing to do. I mean, it is tailored to fit you. Because they know you well. They know your ego, your pride, your desire, your dreams, your aspirations. They, they are, how can we tailor it? How can we fix him a cake that he really likes? How can we bring, I mean, if Delilah was such a kind of funny woman, it wouldn't get Samson's attention. So the devil have to fix up a Delilah that will get his attention. Because they know, they they know Samson well. They know the kind of people and the kind of things he likes. They know what can get his attention, what can get him thinking. The devil knows what can get your attention, what can get you thinking. He may know you want to be famous. You want to be visible. You want to be attractive. They know you. So they fix you a cake and you bite it and all your strength is gone. The devil walks to suck out energy. To suck out strength. Suck out energy from your being. From your inner man. When you are completely bankrupt of strength and energy, we become a cheap prey. To earthly, sinful, carnal passions. The force, the plan, the purpose is to weaken, paralyze, suck out all strength, all energy, and all dunamis, divine dunamis. When that which is gone of God in you is sucked out, there's no more resistance. No more. You can't resist nothing. You can't say no to nothing. You can't say no to anything. And, and this present generation, this present day of church, they, we, we don't want, and today, hardly do you hear any preaching in the Christendom about purity. If you preach purity, all the youths go. But purity is power. They know very well if we can defile him. If he can be seduced. If he can let go of the protection of his source of strength and energy. If he can be seduced and fall into lust and uncleanness and immorality and impurity and pornography. And his eyes are full of adultery and lust. They know they will suck out his energy. This is why the youths of this hour are so weak. They are so tired. They have no inner strength. They have nothing in them to say no. Hey, 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 hey! We are dying and don't even know it. You know, since the since COVID, the price of uh, energy in check has gone so high. You know, our heating and everything. So sometimes I come home in the evening and my room is cold. I say, hey, 
Maggie, why, why is the room cold? She said to me, we have to conserve energy. We have to conserve. I said, Maggie, you are energy snatcher. Can you, can you turn it up a little bit for me, please? You, you snatch my energy. I'm, I'm cold. I'm freezing. <laughs> you know, can you? Uh, she said, you know, the price of energy now has gone high, so I have to conserve. So I always put it off and then a little bit again. I said, you are energy snatcher. You snatch my heat. The, don't freeze the preacher. <laughs> Don't freeze the preacher. Please. Can you try to a little bit? And she just why? We are trying to conserve energy. We Christians today are the most silly in all generations. We know how to save money. We know how to delete anybody and anything. But we don't know how to delete unrighteousness. We have never learned to conserve purity. Without purity of soul and heart, religion is empty. The devil knows it. He knows the power of a pure heart, the power of a pure eyes, the power of a pure soul. He knows you're going to church and singing and clapping hands. It's nothing. You, whatever you receive there, you lick it out. You, you must weigh anything on how much energy it takes from you. The conversation, the communication, this hug, this kiss, this embrace, this pornography, how much energy do I waste doing that? The music you play, the things you look at with your own eyes, the words, how much energy does it? Listen, everything you do physically takes energy from you. Is that right? Physical energy, anything you do. You walk, you go, it, it, you, you are always losing something. And not just, but I want you to know, the greatest energy you lose is not physical, it's not money, it is spiritual energy, it's divine energy. When you are bankrupt in the inside, it doesn't matter how much money you have in your pocket, you're going to soon go empty. We have not learned the power of purity. Purity is power. The present day so-called modern church is an empty church. It has no strength. The devil knows that. We come to church. We receive strength. We are encouraged. We go out. We lick it out. The power of purity. You remember Joseph was in Egypt. He was sold by his brothers. He was bought by Potiphar. And he was living in his state house. And the most beautiful woman in the country. And the most powerful was Potiphar's wife. And he offered him her body. This is a young boy. His parents, his brothers have sold him. There was no mother there. There was no father there. There was no pastor there. There was no synagogue. There was no rabbi there. There was no Judaism in, in Egypt. This is a, sing, an, a single boy. He, he came to Egypt on chance. And now here comes this beautiful woman saying, come on boy. Join me and play the fool. 
the devil know how to create for you a place of weakness, a moment of weakness, an object of weakness. And he makes sure the atmosphere in the day is right. He fixes you that cake where there's nothing he can do. It is too big an offer to say no to. This little boy said, no, 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 I cannot sin against my God. He knew that if he would play the fool, he would lose all his spiritual strength. He knew if he played a fool, he'll become blinded, he'll be shaved, he will lose all spiritual energy and the grace and the gift of dreams. We come now perverted, polluted, and defiled. He can no more see well in the spirit. He can no more be able to interpret the dream. This is why today in the body of Christ, there's not so much gifts of the spirit. There's not so much prophecy and visions and dreams and revelation. This thing is supposed to be a part and parcel of our daily worship. His strength, his power. But somehow we have allowed ourselves by, to be seduced by the world. The devil in America will offer you everything and anything just to make you an ordinary person. To shave your head and blind your eye and then bind you and you grind in the chains. Today, strength is coming back into your being. Today, supernatural energy and strength from the Lord is coming in back into your being. The Lord told me, go and strengthen my people. Go strengthen them. So I say to you today, be strengthened. Be strengthened in the name of Jesus. To many of us, while you are busy making gains in the physical, in the outward, in the material, the real cost of the gain is what you lost in the spirit. And then we don't really care. We don't really care. We don't care about that. As long as we, I have all this. Oh, I got it all. I am blessed. Who told you you are blessed? The money you have is not your blessing. Your car is not your blessing. Nothing physical is your blessing. The real blessing is when you, your life is supernaturally empowered. Hey, 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 hey. It's super naturally energized you are floating in the strength and energy of jehovah because if you don't have supernatural divine dunamis whatever you have in the physical can be lost in a moment because it is unprotected it is the strength of God in you that protects what you have in the material. Joseph chose to stay in prison and be pure and keep his gifts of visions and dreams than to stay in the palace and be plundered and be without strength and energy. Today I pray that the source of your leakages, 
the source where you leak, the holes in your soul, in your mind, in your eyes, in your ear, in your tongue, that those, those holes today be sealed. While you watch the pornography, you leak. While you drink and smoke and curse, you leak. What you are actually spending is a spiritual capital. The strength of God in your being. Just imagine if you are tired and weak physically and mentally. You can't even lift up your little baby. You can't just even do... How are you? I don't know. You can't even... You know, rub your cart. Because you're too strange. Can't even lift up your arm. Can you imagine what it means to be totally, completely drained of physical energy? When you are drained of spiritual energy. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Demons can perch on your head. Thoughts come and play with your soul. You won't even be able to say... Because all the energy is gone. It takes time. Slowly but steadily, you are being impoverished in the spirit. And many young people today, they will say, oh, oh, Mom, say, where were you? Well, I, I was with Elizabeth. Till 1 a.m.? Yeah, we didn't do nothing. Uh-huh. Holy, holy Joseph, we didn't do nothing. We just talked. <laughs> Samson didn't commit adultery with Delilah. We're not told that. All he needed to do was just to lay his head on what? On her laps. He didn't smoke dope. He didn't, he, we didn't even hear about them having sex. It was just that they just spent time together. They just lay on each other's laps and tell good stories. What do you do? Your soul is plundered. I wish somebody would hear me today. Even one person today. While you do those things, you think, what's wrong with it, mom? What's wrong with that? What's wrong in watching that? What's wrong in going? We don't have to be stupid religious people. We don't have to be so traditional and, you know, that kind of legalistic. No, but does that suck you of strength? Does that edify? Does that build you up in your most holy? That, does that make you more resistant to everything carnal and sensual and worldly and devilish? Does that strengthen you in your inner man? Are you empowered or impoverished? Hey, 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 hey! Here was Balak. He went and called Balaam. The so-called prophet, to come and curse Israel for him because he was afraid of the nation of Israel. He has heard how they destroyed kings along the way. He has heard about the power of God in the midst of Israel. How he would dry up the, the Red Sea for them. They would go through it. How they destroyed kingdoms and all that and strong kings and nations. So he was so scared when he found them on, in his neighborhood and camping in the valley. And, and he went and called his prophet because he believed that whoever that prophet would curse was cursed. The word there, curse, means to become weakened 
and slowly, slowly dry and be drained of strength and energy. Where you have nothing more to protect you. So he said, come and curse them. Come and place a curse of weakness and tiredness and confusion. Let them become spiritless, unable to wake up, paralyzed, frozen. So I can be able to defeat them. I can be able to bind them and afflict them and kill them. So this man, God, even though God warned him because they offered him so much money, he went. So he made an altar and then began to do his enchantations. And he looked and looked. And he would look upon Israel in the spirit. And one thing he said was, there is no iniquity in Israel. Say with me, there is. No iniquity. No unrighteousness. No impurity. No indecency in Israel. So, Cursing them is a waste of time. The, the curse have no window to enter in. There is no iniquity. There is no righteousness. In fact, he said, they are strong like lions. He said that the lion of the tribe of Israel is in them. There's a roar of a lion in them. Woo, hallelujah. As we're having our majesty conference, we finished that conference on the 17th of September, then I left after that. We were on Friday night, we are, I mean, it was hundreds of people all over. And we were worshiping God Friday night. And I, as I was clapping my hand and worshiping God, I saw the lion of the tribe of Judah. And I screamed, the lion is here! The lion is here! And the glory of God fell upon the entire crowd. And many of us, followed, everybody followed on their knees. And the Lord said to me, I have not come to visit. I have come to stay. And he said, I will, I will confirm, I will guarantee your peace by my personal presence. My brothers and my sisters, the church is weak and tired. The church is discouraged. The church is seduced. The church have not learned to conserve spiritual energy. We are too noisy and we are powerful. And we came to a place where we think that noise is power. In some churches, they have a kind of lights. Thank God I don't... <laughs> the light... That's why I love River of Light. They don't have this artificial, you know, light. What is that for? Oh, smoke. You know, we, and that's exactly what's happening. We are trying to duplicate the spiritual. What ought to be in the spirit? We are trying. Smoking. Boom, boom, boom. Is that disco? Is that a bar? That's a false fire, false cloud. Kanasho matu pehintaha, kirumasope. And so this prophet said to Balaam, "There is no unrighteousness in Israel." And so the curse can't enter. If you remember in the book of Revelation, the Lord Jesus told the church there. 
uh, I have something against you because you've allowed the doctrine of Balaam in the church. Who taught, who taught Balaam how to, Balak to cast a spell upon the nation of Israel and put a stumbling block and to seduce them to eat food for demons. You may be here today and you see yourself all the time eating in your dreams. Or dreaming sexual dreams. Or in the dreams, you see yourself somewhere strange in the ocean, in the rocks, or whatever. And, you, and it's like you, you, something happening in your dream. And your soul is so plundered while you sleep. And you wake up and you are so tired and so weak. You lie in the dream, it's like something comes and lies upon you. Something strange, you don't know what it is. And you can't even scream, you can't even shout, you can't even, you just feel so, and when you wake up in the morning, you're so tired. You're so weak. You can't pray. You can't read your Bible. Even if you're always tired and sleepy, and if you open the Bible, you go to sleep. You can't focus, you can't, even in the school, you can be doing, because of that, you, you begin to lose your class in school. And, and you just feel so paralyzed and weakened. Even in the dream. You have sexual dreams, erotic dreams. Some things come and lie on you in your dream. And you wake up in the morning, it becomes so sensual, sexually, you know, active, and your eyes, you can't control, and your mind is flying. Today, in the name of Jesus Christ, be loose. He said, I have not found unrighteousness in Jacob. So cursing them can walk. Before the curse can walk in you, he must first of all weaken you, soften you, find what can make you leak, what can make you weak. That anger, that bitterness, that resentment, that unforgiveness, that way of thinking and speaking, that envy and jealousy, that racism, that kind of you know touchy attitude, that holier than thou, it makes you leak. The devil plant a hole in your soul. That way of thinking, and the more you think, the more you lose strength. And you are sucked of energy. Like Samson, when he was shaved, he wanted to move first. He said, I'm going to go ahead and do what I normally do. And he tried again, and the strength was gone. Today in the churches in the West, you can't correct anybody. Nobody wants you to tell them nothing. Nobody wants you to tell them, son, that's not the way to go. Daughter, that's not the right man. Wait, pray. Seek God. No, 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 no. We all know. We are smart. We come to church. We sit down there. We cross our leg and judge every word. And you go home worse than you came. Do you love strength? Do you love divine energy? Do you want God's dynamis, God's might, God's strength walking in you? Can somebody say hallelujah? hallelujah. When there's no unrighteousness in your soul, you incubate the strength of God like the hen incubate the, hen, the, the chickens and the egg. You incubate God's presence in your life. You don't want to leak. You constantly run into his presence to draw more strength and energy. Christ said, I, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you have all the strength you need. Because without me, 
Many of us are trying to serve God. We are trying to do God's work. You can never serve God with your strength. Anything you do for God, which is not done by divine energy and strength, can never build the kingdom of God. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. And I pray for you today. And I pray for myself today, for the body of Christ all over the world. In such an hour where we are being overwhelmed. And scared and frightened, and there's a global uncertainty, and fear is in every angle, and men's hearts are failing them. That the Almighty God, in all His mercies, might draw us again to the place of strength. Somebody say, Hallelujah! Draw you again to the place of strength, and you'll be strengthened with might in your inner man by the Holy Ghost unto all patience, long-suffering with joyfulness. It doesn't matter how old you are. It depends on how much strength of God that runs in your bone. You can be stronger than the young. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. David, I mean Moses said, I am now 120 and I'm still strong. Joshua said, I am now 85 and I'm still strong like when I was 40. And I'm still ready to fight and go and do exploits. Dunamis. Strength. Energy. The force of God. The force of eternity. The might, divine might, divine ability. From God's throne to your heart, to your life. That quickens you. That quickens your heart. Quickens your mind. Quickens your physical body. The force of Christ released into your being. The force of purity and righteousness. When we are so empowered in the spirit like David, our arm can break the bow of steel. Devils can hang around you. They say, don't touch him now. He's too hot now. <laughs> Find a moment when he's weaker. Then we can go in. But now she's, she's too dangerous. She's charged and flaming. Say with me, Lord. Charge me. Let me be flaming. You see, God sent me here to help you plug to divine electricity. And be charged in the name of Jesus Christ. That vanity, that filth is not what the strength you are losing. That money, you can get more money and lose all the energy. And what you got today from the flesh, tomorrow you ro- the devil stay from you. And, and more and much more. Are you seduced? Are you under negative influence? Are you daily losing strength in your inner man? Do you treasure divine strength and energy? Would you prefer to have all this in expense for divine energy, strength, and dunamis? We become a noisy gong. My bulldog, toothless, with no strength, with no mind, like Samson. And he he became the most mighty man on earth. The most strongest man on earth becomes so stupid and weak that even a little boy can move him around. 
Hey, hey. Father, restore strength to your church. Restore strength to us. Open our eyes, oh God, to see where and how we are leaking. Teach us how to conserve energy, divine strength, purity. God told Moses, come up to the mount and I'll give you the force, the power that will help you to conquer the promised land and all your enemies. And so Moses told everybody, say, hey, God has told me to come up the mount and I will come back with something that will help us become so strong and so powerful above every nation on earth and we will be able to defeat all our enemies so while wait while i go to the man to bring something that will completely change us and turn us into a mighty formidable army that will conquer the promised land so everybody Wait, while I go up the mound, okay? Yeah, wow. Where is he going? To the mound. To bring what? To bring something that will totally turn us into supernatural nation. That will turn our weakest person like David. Hey, they said, what would that be? Atomic bomb? Nuclear weapon? What would that be? That he's going up to bring something that will make us into a mighty nation. Give us the power and the force to defeat all our enemies. To conquer and possess Canaan. So he went up there. And everyone's wondering, what will he come with? And I went in. And he's coming down with two tablets of stone. Hey, did you see that? What is that? <laughs> two tablets of stone? How can, how can this us give us power? He's coming down. <laughs> Tablets of stone written by the finger of God. That's what it And they said, Is this what will turn us into giant killers? Is this what will make us indefinable? Just imagine if it is us today. Everybody will go, mm. I am totally, completely disappointed. Like you might say today, oh, we heard about Pastor Festus that is coming to bring something. And we are watching to wait to hear the shaking, the earthquake, the thunder, and the church turned upside down, and there's fire. And here he's coming, speaking about purity and power. Uh, I didn't come to hear that. Oh, is that all? He came back with the tablets. With the word of God written by the finger of God. Now say with me, Father, by the finger of your spirit, engrave your word in my inner man. Father, in the name of Jesus, by the finger of your spirit, tattoo into my consciousness your word. For your word is a living thing. It is powerful. It is sharper than any weapon. It pierces. It penetrates the spirit and the soul and the bone and the marrow. Today receive the word. Give the word on 
spirit of access into your inner man and consciousness. Let it be tattooed by the finger of God and that will make you formidable. The word cleanses. It washes. It purifies. It empowers us. It gives us age over our enemies. Somebody say hallelujah. The word of God empowers you. It fits your spirit. When the word enters in, the Holy Ghost comes down. I'm going to continue in the evening. And I'm going to really know how much of you really treasure and value divine strength. Dunamis. If you are here tonight. I still have much to share with you. You have to choose to be strong or weak. To be bound, afflicted, and plundered. To be going around and around in cycle, in defeat, in confusion. Or to walk in the strength of the Lord. In these last days, being weak become too expensive. It will ruin you. It will ruin your marriage. You can blame everybody, blame the government, blame church, blame pastor, blame your neighbor, blame your husband. You can blame everybody but you. There is no man or woman who can walk in divine dunamis and be easily plundered. In fact, the devil will go to hell and write your name on the body and say, these are untouchable. They are too dangerous to touch. I'm saying the truth. And we are in that season, my brothers and my sisters, where you and I cannot do any more without. That's why this man is alive. It's not the strength of the flesh. It's a strength that is in the inner man. It's a conserved spiritual energy. Somebody say hallelujah. Even though the outer man is wearing out, the inner man is daily empowered. Daily fortified. Daily strengthened with immortal strength of Jehovah. But I'm keeping my biggest secret for the night. And I'm serious. If you like, if you don't like, forget it. But I would advise you to be here in the evening. We have to go home and get some rest and come back. I want to give you an appetizer this morning. You must, I must, in a new way and time, learn and receive and live in and by the dunamis. Totally, completely connected to the source of strength. The enemy is looking how to weaken you. How to soften your resistance and gradually, gradually suck out all the energy until you become tired with everybody and everything and church and Bible and prayer and even God himself. And you cannot resist nothing. The birds can make nests on your head. You can't even drive them away. And they drop their droppings on your head. And you pick the poisons of hell and feed on it. And get offended and blame everybody, even God himself. Yeah. But that time is over. Yeah. 
strength is coming into your life in a new way. A surge of divine energy in the name of Jesus. People never know how old I am. They wonder how old is this guy. Now, I've been in check now for 30 years. We had a conference and I, I, I began meeting by 1 p.m. ended about 7 p.m. My daughter Anna, the youngest, she's 14. After I laid hands on hundreds and hundreds, everybody. She came to me and said, Daddy, wow. Such a strength. You are old. I'm, you are even more stronger than me. You know, you know I'm just 40. But you stood there praying for hours and layers and prophesying on everybody. Yes, yes. I said, My daughter, you know. It is the strength of God. That's right. God wants you and I in this time to receive immortal strength. Brother, immortal. Will you overcome the enemy? And the devil can't come too close because you are flaming. How do we become strong? By knowing how useless and empty and weak we are without his strength. You can never know strength till you know your weakness. Because his strength is made perfect in our weaknesses. So as you see this man, he's now in his strongest seasons. Because he can no more depend on nothing physical or nothing of this world. He is totally now attached to divine dynamism. So he is now even more anointed than before. Because all physical strength and energy is, is no more. He doesn't depend on them anymore. Somebody say hallelujah. And so, and so Paul said, so when I'm weak, then I'm strong. Yeah. Oh, madame, can we stand please? Praise the Lord. And pray with me this morning and say, Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I want to know and experience and walk in divine dunamis. I want to stop leaking. Teach me how to conserve divine energy in my life. I want to be strong. I want to be strong. And I am willing to pay any price. To give up anything. To be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. My, my God. In Jesus name. Purify my conscience. Purify my soul. Wash me clean. Lord Jesus Christ. With your blood. I want to know. I want to walk. In the power of purity. Purify my life. And fill me with your strength. Oh Lord my God. I worship you. 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 Come on worship him now. Worship for a while. Go ahead and worship him. Come on worship him. Salabayan. Landi comando salabariande, loro no sambra mandere beriandai, legada moco sabra bandere, la zoco mariando sarimandaria, le buca bosiburi bandarabaya, 
anda no kosantunda rabariande le gabare ne kabo sababababa oriana gaboro gosikarababayande now lift up your hands lift up your two hands i want to pray for you right now that the glory and the power of god descend on you and begin to walk in you mightily already before we even get here in the evening every weakening force every contrary energy every spell every demons every witchcraft every poisons of your soul every uncleanness that defies you and weakens you in your thought life in your dream in any way i lift up my hand to the throne of god father 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 in the name of jesus i lose everyone here this morning in jesus name i break every contrary forces and powers weakening anyone in any way in any form I command such workings now bound in their homes, in the car, in the highway and the byway, from the television, from their phone, from their pods, wherever the source that sucks out strength from them is. I command that force bound. Any habit, every habit, every uncleanness that sucks strength from them, let it become today obnoxious to them. Let them loathe it. Let them hate it. Let them be free from any habit that sucks strength from them. Now in Jesus name. And I lose your strength upon every one of them this morning. And preserve them father and bring them back here in the evening. For the continuation of your marvelous work. And everybody said amen and hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I have the magazine and just five more books remaining. And actually, I have one copy, which is a, a new edition of the booklet. Just have one copy of it. And please, with all sincerity, if you can sow any seed for that lab in, uh, in Africa, for that school, I, will, I want to sow these things as a seed into you. When you see me next time, ask me, where is that? We are, and then I was in Kenya, as you saw already, and I'll be heading back to Kenya the Lord is opening me doors all over Africa. I'm there on television for years now. I'm on TBN Africa. I'm also on the satellite hotbird all over Europe, all over Asia, Middle East, Central Asia. So uh, almost eight times in a week, I'm on different television channels all over Africa, all over Europe, Middle East, Central Asia. This gospel of the kingdom must be proclaimed. And be a part of it. Also, if you can, you can support me on a monthly basis. Even $5 a month, $10 a month. Sometimes when people love me, they forget about me. You guys love me, but nobody sends me support at the end of the month. Why do we do like that? $10, $5. doesn't have to be big. Even give it to the church. You put it in the offering basket and said, for first to stay, we send it to me. Even, even if you don't know, and I can't even give you the, this in Mississippi, you can just put it in the offering. Five dollars. It takes a sacrifice for us to do what we are doing. Amen. And it takes you and I combined effort to get the work of the kingdom done. God bless you, please. Praise the Lord. See you in the evening. I just want to announce I need to meet with the youth and the children over by the baptismal for five minutes.